Welcome to Making Sense of the Madness. I'm your host, Sean Morgan. We're going to question the mainstream narrative and expose media propaganda. We're going to talk to Dr. Kirk Elliott, PhD economist, about the latest in the financial world. The NASDAQ has lost over 20% year to date. Markets are crashing. What can you do to protect yourself? We're going to find out. We're also going to talk to Graham Ledger, host of the Ledger Report, two-time Emmy Award-winning newsman from One American News. We're going to discuss the historic leak of the Supreme Court ruling overturning Roe v. Wade. Is it authentic? You know, how did it leak? What's going on here? What is the war going on between the left and the right? What can we expect from the radical leftists now? And what is the future for America? We're going to discuss this with Graham Ledger. We're also going to talk to Josh Reed of the Red Pill Project. We're going to dive into all things breaking news. He's going to give us his analysis. So stay with us. Yes, there are drastically different reactions to the Roe v. Wade odor turning the draft of that that was leaked to the press. Uh, you saw there the radical leftists uh, on their megaphones protesting around a blockaded Supreme Court in D.C. And people on the right have a different tearful and prayerful response of gratitude. We're going to dig into that deeper with Graham Ledger and Josh Reed. But first, we're going to talk to Ph.D. economist Kirk Elliott about what's going on in the financial world. Kirk, uh, what is the latest? What can we? What, do we, what is your analysis on this this dive in values, valuations for tech companies? Even Tesla's down twenty three percent from its highs. Well, Tesla is probably a political thing, right? Because of what Elon Musk is is doing with Twitter, um, they're just they're just sticking it to him, right? And and trying to make him pay for trying to bring freedom of speech back to social media. Now, everything else is everything, Sean, that you and I have been talking about on the show for quite some time. It, it's a it's a function of fundamentals, right? When you've got lower revenues coming in because people aren't spending as much, you've got higher taxes. That that's going to put a downward trend or downward pressure in, into the stock market. But then you actually have to add in the rising interest rates, which increase the cost of borrowing, causing people to spend less. And then tomorrow, uh, the Fed is, is meeting and the expectation is they're gonna raise rates by half a percent. That should put major downward pressure on the stock market tomorrow. Um, as, as that starts to basically un unravel everything that, that we've been talking about, because now we're going to have a three quarter point um, interest rate hike, you know, that, that being the second one. And we had a quarter of a point before. But you, you add to that things that are that are going on with the housing market, for example. So we've only raised as of tomorrow, the projection is half a point. Right. So three quarters of a point. But but mortgage rates are already up over two percent. See, there, there's, there's been that, that decoupling there of mortgage rates to, to the prime rate and everything else. So, so a 30-year mortgage is now pushing over 5%, maybe 5.25% for most Americans. Um, this is such a far cry from what it's been for a decade, right? So, 
So things are starting to unravel, and that is going to have an impact on the stock market because the stock market does take into consideration current things, but also future expectations moving forward, right? And and people know when when we're in debt up to our eyeballs, raising those raising those rates is is not going to be a good thing for the stock market. And I think that's being built in because if you look at the Dow over the last two weeks, um, you know we're down well over two thousand points. And so, so this is also having an impact in the gold and silver markets. And, and like my office has been inundated with calls. It's like, why is silver going down? Why is gold going down? It should be going up when the stock market is, is going down, right? Well, here's the thing. When, when you see that, there, there's two potential answers to this. And, and time will tell what, what the right answer is. But I could pretty much almost guarantee it's going to be one of these two. So n- number one is... You've got silver was up 14% year to date at the end of March, right? Well, now it's it's pretty much flat for the year because of this sell-off that we've seen. But but when the stock market started taking a beating, you've got big, huge hedge funds, banks that have a large stock portfolio, and they're not long-term thinkers. Banks and hedge funds are not long-term thinkers because they have quarterly earnings reports, right? They have to, to appease the shareholders on a quarterly basis. So when their stocks are coming down, they have to sell off something that's of a profit position to kind of offset those losses. So therefore, that a lot of them have silver, right? So if you sell silver and sell gold, sell the precious metals complex, which were both up, now that offsets their losses some, but it puts downward pressure on, on, the, on the precious metals market. So, what is, so which one is going to be long-term and which one is short-lived, right? Well, the fundamentals always drive everything, Sean. So when you've got rising debt, you've got rising interest rates, you've got massive inflationary pressures, that's going to be long-term downward trend for the stock market. The part in in gold and silver, if it's just profit-taking, that's very short-lived. In fact, today, silver and gold are already bumping up again, right? So so that that one-week-long downturn, I believe, is, is pretty much over. And for investors, it's like, okay, move into growth, right? Move into something that's safe. But option number two is it could be that when, when the stock market's been taking a beating, people just simply get scared, right? It's like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. There's things going on in Russia and Ukraine. And they just pull out and they sell everything. And they think by just sitting in cash is a safe position moving forward. And so a lot of people are taking this defensive posture, just sitting in cash and selling everything that they've got, which is not the right move. The right move is to sell the thing that's going down, take that cash that you just accumulated from that selling and put it into something that's going up. But one of those two things would be my guess as to why the markets are all just getting a beating over the last week, but the stock market is going to be more of a long-term one. That makes sense to me, Kirk. And I guess people can get stuck in short-term thinking. Uh, they get scared when silver or gold goes down by a couple percentage points. But this is not a short-term game as far as uh, you know. Precious metals investing is, you know, it's not like a day trading type of thing, is it? Uh, but the Fed, you know, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place here because they they raise rates and the market goes down and they cut rates and then people are like, oh, the inflation is going to get out of control, which it will. It seems like that is what they're going to do eventually to try to inflate their way out of this problem. And so certainly people want to hedge uh, themselves and be prepared if that happens. So thank you for giving us your analysis today, Kirk. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get um, 
all the information from Graham Ledger about his analysis of the Roe v. Wade decision as soon as we get back. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. In early 2021, a short squeeze in silver was initiated. What does this mean? It means that individual investors can take advantage of a global supply shortage in silver that the large money center banks will have to end their contracts with physical delivery of an asset that is becoming scarce to non-existent. Low supply plus high demand will cause prices to increase rapidly. The only way to take advantage of a short squeeze is to own physical silver. Call my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, over there at Sovereign Advisors. They have over 27 years experience identifying these trends so you can maximize your returns while at the same time minimizing your risk. Call them today before prices go up any further. 720-605-3900. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the CEO of MyPillow. Cancel culture has not only affected myself and MyPillow, but millions of you out there. My employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you for all of your support. At MyPillow, we not only have pillows, but we have hundreds of products, including my new slippers, bathrobes, sleepwear, and my new beds. We're offering the best gifts ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have this exclusive offer on the standard size My Pillows, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. We also have the queen size My Pillows, regularly $79.98, now only $24.98 with your promo code. And we have the king size, regularly $89.98, now only $29.98 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. We are back making sense of the madness with Graham Ledger, two-time Emmy award-winning newsman, formerly of One American News. He's also the host of The Ledger Report. Graham, I want to give a little bit of context before you weigh in on this historic event that is happening. Uh, we've got the clerk for Sotomayor leaking to the press uh, that Roe v. Wade is going to be overturned. His name was Amit Jane. So, Graham, what do you think here? Uh, you know, they say it's authentic, but it might not reflect the final ruling. There's still some uh, fog of war here, isn't there? I don't know if it's just Ami, Armani, Armani, Jane, whatever. We can boil it down to 45 people, right? Nine justices, 36 law clerks. And so whoever the person is needs to be held accountable. I think we can possibly, if we're doing a sleuth here, being a detective, we can probably eliminate the nine justices just for the sake of argument that leaves 36 suspects. 36. Now, it could be multiple suspects, whether it's this Ami, Jane, or somebody else. We need to be very careful because there needs to be an investigation. And it's one of the few things I agree with Chief Justice John Roberts on. And that is, yeah, this is a draft opinion, so you have to be careful with that. We have to knock on wood and hope that it's the real deal here, and more on that in just a minute. But the person or persons responsible need to be held accountable. Now, there probably isn't a law out there that says, hey, you can't release uh, drafts of uh, decisions from the Supreme Court or you'll go to jail for 36 months and you'll be fined $10,000. Probably doesn't exist, right? I mean, who would have thunk? But these 36 
all have law licenses and they need to be disbarred. Whoever participated in this, whether it was one person, two, or five, what have you, they need to be disbarred. They need to be held accountable. Back to the knocking on the wood here. This is, if it's accurate and if it holds, an historic moment. Think about it. Over the, over the decades, how many people preyed on this? The tens of millions, hundreds of millions around the world who have preyed on this for this moment. This doesn't end abortion. It doesn't make abortion illegal. What it does is it affirms our federalist system. And that is that if California wants to go full throttle on abortion, it can do it. And if Texas or Alabama or Mississippi or Florida want to say no to abortion, those states can do it. And I think that if this thing holds, that's what you're going to see. You're going to see the blue states double down. In fact, Gavin Newsom is already saying California is the firewall. And don't you know, it's not just California. It's going to be Oregon. It's going to be Washington State. It's going to be J.B. Pritzker in Illinois. It's going to be New York. It's going to be Michigan with the nutcase Whitmer there. These blue states, yeah, they're going to be the firewall for death. They're going to be the firewall for killing. They're going to be the firewall for murder. And this is going to polarize the red and the blue states even further. This kind of dovetails into a larger argument I've given recently, and that is effectively, we have a choice now in this country, it's either red state or blue state. And if you stay in the blue state, you're nothing more than a useful idiot. I'm sorry, I have a lot of friends in blue states. But you are nothing more than a useful idiot to your own demise. You are paying taxes, feeding the beast, and the beast has 666. This is a battle of good and evil. And abortion is a key front in the battle against good and evil. And we won, maybe, I hope. I have cautious optimism here. God won. This is God's affirmation. If you ever doubted the power of prayer, right here, right now, put it to rest. Because if this holds, and we have a couple of weak justices in the so-called majority that appears in this draft, Clarence Thomas, of course, is solid, Alito, who's writing the thing, and I say writing because it's not done yet, he's solid. Gorsuch has been pretty solid. But you got Kavanaugh, who's weak, never liked the dude. I'm sorry. I didn't feel sorry for him much during those confirmation hearings. I thought he was weak. He is weak, given his decisions. And Coney Barrett, same thing, weak. Now's the time to double down on your prayers. Pray for those two weak individuals, that they hold the line. Because clearly this was leaked for a purpose. And the purpose is what we already know. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer come out, issue a joint statement saying, well, this is so different from uh, what uh, Kavanaugh and Colney Barrett said in their confirmation hearings. Gee, why do you suppose they came out and said that? It's pretty obvious to me. They're putting pressure on those two. And that's the whole reason why this thing was leaked in the first place. So the law clerk, whoever it is, needs to be held accountable, legally tarred and feathered, and if it's multiple, for all of them. The leak was done for a purpose. The purpose is to put pressure on these weak justices. And so we have what I would call cautious optimism here. Cautious optimism that the decades and decades of prayer 
And the decades and decades of attempts to win hearts of people who are abortion-minded um, may be coming to fruition. So, as I mentioned, this is going to polarize the states even more um, than it has been lately right now. There never was a constitutional rights right to abortion. Roe versus Wade, as Alito points out, is a very flawed decision. The 14th Amendment, in a way, says, yeah, there are certain rights in the Constitution that are not enumerated that exist. For example, the right to travel. Freedom is tantamount to travel. Travel is tantamount to freedom. Without the ability to free travel within the states, you have no freedom, which is why in California they're trying to curtail people's right to f- travel there. And certain elements in other states and certain elements at the federal level are trying to curtail people's right to travel. Wearing a mask on an airplane is attacking your fundamental right of freedom of travel. That's why it is so abhorrent to me. But there is no right to abortion. In fact, abortion had been illegal, completely illegal in this country and it, from its founding until maybe about halfway through the 21st century. Illegal. And it should be decided by the states. And that is the correct way to handle something like abortion, at least in our constitutional republic. This case in Mississippi is a landmark case, but it's not unlike other laws in other states, like Florida has virtually the same law, that after 15 weeks you can't kill the baby. Now, I would suspect we're going to see Alabama and Mississippi, Texas, Florida double down in the opposite direction and say, nope, you can no longer get an abortion in these states. And again, that's the counterweight to California and Illinois and the rest of these blue states that are going to go in the opposite direction. They're going to allow infanticide. They're going to allow post-birth abortions, a.k.a. murder. So this is where the battle is going to lie. The battle is going to lie in the red states and in the blue states. And so the red states need to double down in their support of life. And the blue states, well, those of us who are trying to protect life, we double down our efforts to win the hearts and souls and minds of those people. The abortion issue is not dead in this country. It's just apparently evolving. And we are cautiously optimistic that this preliminary draft is going to stick for another couple, three weeks. And right now we ought to train our prayers at these weak justices that they hold the line and do the right thing and protect life in this republic. Great analysis from Graham Ledger. There's just big moves and counter moves going on in this unconventional warfare between the left and right here. We're going to dig deeper with Josh Reed about this very subject, as well as other breaking news items, as soon as we get back from a word from our sponsor. Hello, everyone. This is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs, and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate free and can provide an income that you can never outlive. With all the different companies, features, indexes, and benefits, which annuities do in fact offer, 
it can be confusing choosing which annuity is best for your unique situation. Let a company you can trust help you to select an annuity that is right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Add an annuity to your retirement portfolio and start enjoying the many benefits that smart investors love. Cleveland Insurance Group. Welcome back to Making Sense of the Madness. We're here with Josh Reed, a veteran of the U.S. Navy for just under 10 years and researching the global conspiracy for 20 plus years. He's the host of the Daily Dose podcast. Josh, I want to get your analysis about this leak of the Supreme Court overturning of Roe v. Wade, but I just want to give you a couple more data points to discuss with me. One is that Amazon just announced last week that they are paying $4,000 to each employee to travel as far as they want, I guess, to get an abortion in other states. Very interesting that that was announced, uh, setting the tone for corporate response to this kind of battle. Also, Planned Parenthood just announced $150 million in funding uh, for the midterms to try to lobby for their abortion rights. And today was supposed to be the day that we all found out about the 2000 Mules documentary release, the premiere, uh, you know, and that's the big story, the stolen election. And this might be a distraction. Is that the way you see it, Josh? Is this, you know, they're trying to clog the news with this, this topic, you know, what's your analysis? Well, you know, Trump during his presidency had Russia, 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 and the Democrats and Biden have distraction, distraction, distraction. And that's what they want to do. It's what the left hand is doing that the right hand that you're not paying attention to on the right hand. And so this is one big, massive distraction. We know Sotomayor's uh, aide or whoever it was is the one that leaked this. This is obviously a Democrat plotted ploy to basically help win the midterm elections. We know that there's a lot of independents, moderates, and even liberals who are leaning right in the midterms that the Democrats were going to be completely annihilated. And there's nothing better to attack the right and conservatives than Roe versus Wade abortion rights. Now, I I've been a firm supporter that, look, this has nothing to do with the federal government. The federal government has no constitutional jurisdiction over uh, abortion rights that falls directly to the states themselves to govern. And so I 100% I agree with the decision. Um, I'm happy about the decision. Abortion is murder 
100%. But uh, what we're going to see here is I think we are, you just showed the footage a little while ago of George Soros's goons. And you know, here's the thing is he had to get those buses ready. He had to put the Craigslist ads out there to get all those people ready to go to Washington, D.C. and every major liberal city to begin burning them down, terrorizing the business owners and damaging the property because that's what liberals do when their backs are against the wall and they think they're going to lose power. So what we're seeing, Sean, really is just distractions. And you're right. 2000 mules just came out. This evidence from 2000 mules has already been subpoenaed by the state of Georgia. Other states are looking into this as well. We know that Rand Paul and everybody else are talking about how investigations will open up in Senate when they do take back the Senate and the House. Upon this, the evidence is incredibly damning. We got, you know, billions of points of cell phone data that show without a reasonable doubt that. The Democrats colluded with people on the ground to put in false ballots into these ballot boxes, exactly what we've been saying for a long time, um, to steal this election for Joe Biden. And the day that this one main point of evidence comes out, all of a sudden the whole newsreel on conservative and liberal media, not alternative media, but conservative and liberal media is all about, oh my God, the Supreme Court. Oh my God, how could they ever do this? They overturned Roe versus Wade. It's a big milestone and people are going to write books and articles about this. Oh my, oh my. It's just smoke and mirrors. It's to take your attention away from what's really going on in the world. And there's also another point here that we need to touch on, and that's the Disinformation Governance Board, because that is another big, big thing that uh, is going to intrude on our rights, our freedoms, and our liberties as American citizens, Sean. Right. We're not going to clog the news cycle just with this Roe v. Wade story here in the alternative news, but we're also going to explore it because I, I do think spiritually and energetically, this will be a big moment when this finally happens. The, I believe, uh, 63 million uh, unborn children murdered uh, in the United States through this Roe v. Wade decision in the 70s. Um, I'd like to play a clip here. I hope the producer has it available of Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, the House Representative uh, from Georgia, her tearful response to this decision. And I want to discuss a few more points, and then we will definitely uh, touch on the other items as well. So let's play that clip. Hi everyone, this is Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene and I just wanna make an announcement and I'm, I'm sorry I'm overwhelmed with emotion because this is the best news of our lifetime. The Supreme Court has voted to overturn abortion rights um, there's a draft opinion out now to overturn Roe versus Wade, and this is a this is a great victory. Uh, it's a great victory for God and the and the unborn who have been innocently slain for for years, my entire lifetime. And I'll just read this. It says Roe was egregiously wrong from the start. Its reasoning was exceptionally weak, and the decision has had damaging consequences. Over 63 million uh, unborn have been innocent, have been murdered in the womb, innocent, innocent people. And far from bringing about a national settlement of the abortion issue, Roe and Casey have inflamed debate and deepened division. And this was from Justice Samuel Alita in his initial draft, um, his majority opinion. I wanna urge everyone to continue to pray um, people 
people all over our country, people all over the world have been praying to end abortion. And I want you to understand that there is going to be a major pushback in our country because there's going to be people that are going to fight to keep it. And they're going to fight to keep murdering the innocent unborn. But I want you to dig in. Uh, I want you to dig in in prayer and faith and continue to pray that this, this actually comes true when they do release their opinion that Roe versus Wade will be overturned and abortion will end. This will turn the rights back to the states. And I urge every single uh, strong pro-life state to end it. Thank you very much. Wow, that's a, an emotional response. That's how I felt. It really encapsulated how I felt when I found out the news. So, you know, I understand the idea that the Democrats, they time these things. They're, they're trying to clog the news cycle. And to a certain extent, it, it works, right? So we're talking about it right now. But this is an important issue. And so we're going to talk about 2000 mules. We're going to talk about the stolen election. We're going to talk about hopefully uh, the Pfizer data that was also released today. Uh, so we, we don't you know, miss those opportunities because of this subject. Uh, but the way the Democrats did this through the leak and now, uh, you know, the chief justice is saying he's going to do an investigation. You know, this wasn't right. And that he also said this doesn't reflect the final opinion. So, uh, you know, what's that all about, Josh? You know, do you think that this was misinformation? You know, they, they said it was an authentic draft and yet the, the opinion is going to be a different final opinion. So how is that possible? Uh, well, you know, this came from uh, Justice Alito, and uh, I think what we're seeing here is his opinion, his final opinions on it. I don't know if the vote has happened yet or if that is the final vote, um, but I think that it's probably going to swing towards that. I think usually what happens is uh, different justices will come together and they'll basically formulate various different opinions as the final opinion and bring it together. And then whatever the vote turns out to be, they'll utilize the one that they seem best. Um, so I think that that's what this really was. Um, now, I don't know if they're going to overturn it, if they're going to vote to overturn it. I have a feeling that it's going to go that route. But after this is leaked, I don't know. Think about this. Think about now that it's leaked and the George Soros goons are in movement, BLM, Antifa, they're heading to all the liberal cities, they're going to burn everything down. When that starts happening, there's going to be calls to end the violence, to end the protest, the peaceful protest, right? That's what they're going to be saying. And so that's going to sway the opinion of the judges when it does come to an actual vote, much like it did on January 6th, per se, Mike Pence, who, oh, you know, I was going to do the right thing, but I saw the violence being happening and I had a, I had to sway my opinion in the opposite direction, right? It gives them a way out. It gives them a way out from doing the right thing. And you mentioned the 64 million deaths that have occurred since the 1970s. Now, what's not talked about in that statistic is that 64 million black babies that have been murdered by these abortion cl uh, clinics, by these politicians since the 1970s, keeping their population relatively low at below 16% of the U.S. population. And if you imagine 65 more million Amer uh, black Americans here in this country right now, this world would be a heck of a lot better place. And we wouldn't be having a lot of these cultural problems that the Democrats utilize against us happening in this country. We would have a very, very more diversified country that would be very more, I guess you want to say, very uh, 
defensive against these types of attacks by politicians in the media calling us racist and so forth. I mean, I don't find that these problems are at, at all in our society. I very ever rarely run into them, but they do happen specifically when you're talking to a liberal or when you're organized around Democrat politics. And so, you know, it's atrocious that all these children had to die into the womb because of the decisions of these politicians and by the neglect of the American people for a very long time than not to stand up more stronger against these types of rules and regulations. Yeah, this is a spiritual showdown between good and evil. And I agree with you that this leak, the whole strategy was to intimidate the Supreme Court justices to sway their opinion the other way. And um, hopefully it won't work. You know, we, we know that when uh, all the different branches of the U.S. government have been exhausted, the military could possibly step in and, and still make things right. But, uh, you know, we want our, our civil institutions to work. Unfortunately, the left does dox and intimidate and use violence uh, towards politicians and, and judges and all these different people try to get what they want. It's no holds barred, right? There, there, there are no rules with the radical left. And so uh, I do believe that some of these justices are fear their lives, literally. But hey, to me, this is the hill to die on, you know, to help save millions of lives. This would be where you should have a backbone. And we do have a new Catholic uh, Supreme Court Justice, Amy Coney Barrett, who has stated again that she will stand up for the unborn. So this is, this is historic. I want to make sure we don't gloss over this. Uh, other interesting points here is that same-sex marriage and homosexuality laws were mentioned in the draft. And the left is super scared that the federal government will no longer be in charge of uh, you know, this whole rule about same-sex marriages, and it'll go back to the states similar to, to this uh, abortion issue. There's already 13 states that have a trigger law where if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion is completely banned in those 13 states automatically, and you've got another 10 states uh, that will ban it uh, shortly thereafter. So we've got around 20-some states, you know, about half of the country. Half of the country will ban abortion almost immediately, uh, when this happens. So we are a divided country on this issue. And that's why maybe Amazon wants to pay four grand for people to travel to California and New York to get their abortions. What are your thoughts? Yeah. You know, Sean, uh, the founding fathers of this country were incredibly intelligent. And one of the systems of checks and balances that they gave to the American people was exactly this. And this is the competitive nature of the states derived through the authority given to them through the 10th Amendment. Now, when we start looking at something like personal health, health care, and uh, this, this whole aspect, there's nothing in the Constitution that gives that right for the federal government to dominate over our lives, especially over the CDC and so forth. This was always derived to be a Tenth Amendment clause. Now, why is that? Is because it drives up competitive nature amongst the states. If one state has abortion laws and another state does not, in the sense in one state you can do abortions, you can legally murder babies, in another state you cannot, you're going to find God-fearing, good Christian people going to the state and living in the one where you cannot kill babies. And what happens is, is the population leaves those other states, 
once the population leaves, the businesses start to decline because there's no employees, their economy weakens and suffers, and all of a sudden they're they're losing tax revenue. And that state has to change those laws based upon the competitive nature of the other states. And this is exactly what we're going to see from this decision, if this decision holds true, amongst these other states, about 50% of them, as you stated, is they're going to become more competitive amongst Christians. And you're going to see a whole bunch of pro-life people flocking to these types of states because they know that these states represent them and don't kill babies. And what's going to happen is you're going to have a massive exodus out of these liberal crap holes, okay? And these businesses are going to start to lose massive profits as well as massive workforce. And the businesses are going to have to leave. And then they're just going to go to the conservative states and try to implement their reign over there. And it's just not going to work because you know what? There's a moral and ethical foundation in this country that has been established for a very, very long time. It derives from our belief in God. It derives from a lot of Christian doctrine. But you know what? It's here to stay and it's not going anywhere. And the liberals, they want to erode it. They want to get rid of that. And that's what a lot of this has always been about, is eroding that moral and ethical foundation of the family, of the household, of the community. And, and you know what? Those are the foundations that make up the state. And the state is the foundation that makes up the federal government. And so we've come a long ways, but it's, it's just good, really good to see us moving back towards this moral and ethical foundation where we don't kill babies in our country. And that, uh, you know, we got like you said, 50% of the states that are going to back this with these trigger laws. And I'm happy to see that because it's going to drive competitive nature amongst the states driven through the 10th Amendment. And we're going to start seeing a mass exodus out of these liberal states. Yeah, the reaction on social media and the news has been kind of bizarre. You've had uh, Governor Newsom say we're going to fight like hell. You, like Using the exact words that Trump was accused of calls to violence in January 6th. Uh, so there is this kind of feeling that there's going to be mass protests and violence like we had in 2020. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully the George Soros funded networks have been, you know, infiltrated and, and, and the funding has dried up or, or someone is on top of that. So that doesn't happen again, but we do have to entertain that that could be a possibility. But we've had some bizarre responses on social media. Some liberals are saying they're going to abstain from sex uh, to protest this. And, and that's like, OK, go ahead. You know, you can support traditional family and marriage as your protest for this. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, we also had Democrats like acknowledging that women exist for this first time in years, you know, and instead of so-called birthing persons, you know, <laughs> the idea that men could uh, get pregnant and have birth, like women's rights have just, you know, just appeared out of nowhere. They've been completely ignored. Any comment on that? Well, you know, women's rights, the whole thing that uh, derived was funded by the Rockefeller Foundation in the early uh, 20th century. And this was another erosion of that moral and ethical framework that I was talking about, because during this time frame, you only needed one income and that father didn't need to work 40 hours a week. And the mother could stay at home and she could raise those children, she could raise them right. And the whole women's rights things were basically to create more voters for the Democrat Party. The same thing in the sense of the 1960s is the women's rights movement in the 1960s and the 70s was to take them out of the household and put them into the workforce so that the kids could go into the indoctrination education centers. So 
Yeah, man, this has been a long, drawn-out conspiracy that has been ongoing in this country for a very, very long time. The abortion part is a major aspect of the murder and uh, aspects of population control that these globalists, that these elitists, that these Satanists have done for a long time. But there's such... There's such a bigger picture to here. Everything from the medical tyranny, everything from the financial and economic system tyranny that we're, we're seeing to the infiltration of our political systems, our social and our cultural systems, of them actually changing history, rewriting history literally in the books right in front of our eyes. And there's nothing that we can do about it except yell with our fist up in the air and take the alternative media. So I see that, uh, you know, the George Soros goons are going to come out, Sean, and it's going to get nasty. It, it could happen, and we have to uh, do what we can do, uh, you know, to protect our families. But hopefully, you know, don't have to, uh, you know, resort to violence to defend ourselves. Uh, so let's talk about the midterms because George Soros has already dumped seven hundred fifty thousand dollars into the Wisconsin midterms alone. We have Dr. Burks, the woodwork with her scarves, saying that there is going to be a COVID surge right around the time in the midterms. So the deep state is putting this narrative together of a COVID surge that, you know, so they can do exactly what they did in, in uh, you know, the last time around 2020, do it again in 2022. Uh, you know, is that possible? Are people really going to fall for it again? Yeah, they will. So, Sean, I've been talking about this for two and a half years, what I call the global firestorm event. The global firestorm event is the resurgence of a virus right before the midterm elections. This is the cyber attacks on our infrastructure. This is the global supply chain disruptions. This is global economic collapse, a black swan event. This is World War III breaking out in three different places in the world. The weakened United States military, they want you sick, homeless, tired, hungry, and poor, and on the streets begging their, your government for, for anything. And they want it done before the midterm elections because they don't want to lose power. The Democrats know if they lose power, their heads will roll. And they cannot allow that to happen because it's so pertinent to the global infrastructure moving forward with everything happening with the Great Reset, with Agenda 2030, with the World Economic Forum, and with the New, new World Order being created and on full rollout right now. Let's talk about the World War aspect of this because we've already got the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. And uh, it seems like the Democrats and the rhinos want to kick that up a notch already. Uh, Experts are saying that the training that the U.S. is doing to Ukrainian troops in Germany is already tantamount to them joining the war. You've got Adam Kinzinger, the rhino, in Congress trying to pass a law here so that if Russia uses biological weapons, it gives us the green light to go in and declare nuclear war or whatever against Russia. Like They're trying to start a world war, obviously. Uh, any comments on any other data points that I might be missing here, like the tanks being sent from uh, Germany and Poland? Uh, what, what are yeah. some other indications that they're really trying to kick off a war here? Maybe a false flag attack? They already did, Sean. It, World War III has already started. It started many years ago with economic warfare. It came out with biological warfare with COVID-19. And now it's persisting with NATO and Western nations in the United States of America funding the Ukrainian regime in a counter-proxy defensive against Russia. Um, and so what Kinzinger just did 
is he's trying to pass a bill that basically states that Joe Biden has unilateral authority to issue military action against Russia if Russia uses biological, chemical, or radiological weapons in Ukraine. Now, we've heard them set in the narrative for a very, very long time about, oh my God, Putin's going to use a nuke. Oh, Putin's going to use biological weapons. He's going to use chemical weapons just like they did in Syria. And we saw the white hats from Syria start to move into Ukraine. So we know that this false flag event is coming. Now, if we look at what's happened in Ukraine already, if we look at Maripol, if we look at uh, Bushka, we can see that this isn't Russia doing this. This is the Ukrainian Nazi forces that are doing this. Just like Blinken the other day. If you don't think Russian has the be- Russia has the best intelligence in the world, you're crazy. They do. And you know what? Blinken left by train the other day. This is Secretary Blinken. Left by train the other day. Not even what, three minutes later, that train station was bombed and they wanted to make it look like it was an attack on the secretary of state. No, that wasn't Russia who did that. Russia wouldn't have missed. Russia would have hit their target if that's Russia's uh, purpose. It wasn't. That was supposed to be another episode, another perspective of these false flag narratives that they're conjoining because NATO wants to take out Russia. Russia needs to be neutralized in NATO's perspective because they are an infringement upon the new world order, the new global order that's being organized. We've talked about this before. There's two aspects of the new world order, the new order regime. Okay, you have a techno fascist totalitarian state operated by an oligarchical control that's non elected. This is the corporations. This is the elitists. This is the globalists. This is what they want. This is what they've been moving for. And this is what they've been planning for well over a hundred years. The second part is a new world order. And it's like the secondary measure. They say, hey, if we can't get it this way, we're going to get it this way. And this is a nation state derived new world order where states retain their individual sovereignty and come together, very similar to the League of Nations or very similar to what we have now with the United Nations, but in the sense of a more governance capacity. Right immediately when the sanctions were issued upon Russia, we saw exactly what Russia did is they basically took the article from the World Economic Forum in April of 2019 called the New Silk Road, and they started implementing all the ideas by utilizing all the assets that the World Economic Forum derived from that article, China, India, Saudi Arabia, Russia, a new trade platform, a new SWIFT system based upon blockchain technology, backing their currency based upon gold. And that was an attack and a threat towards these globalists and elitists. And they're not very happy with Russia and they're going to do everything in their power to remove Putin or to take out Russia. And if that means utilizing nuclear weapons, well, Gosh darn it, they're going to utilize nuclear weapons because they don't care. Because like I said, if they don't win power, if they don't control the narrative and keep power, their heads will roll. Well, you know, they're, they're going to try. They're going to try their best. And this is their, their wet dream. But, you know, they've got the, the rest of the population to deal with. You know, the, we, the people, not to mention the White Hats, uh, the Trump. And all the good guys all across the world who don't who want to keep individual and national sovereignty. And so far, we've had some encouraging news: the fact that uh, Elon Musk has taken control of Twitter and their perception control. It's not finalized yet, but it's it's certainly like happened. And now the overturning of Roe v. Wade to me, this is more than just symbolic this is stopping a ritual blood sacrifice that is part of the deep state's 
full MO, you know, on a spiritual and energetic level. And so I see, just, uh, you know, I believe it was a few years ago to the day that this is going to be a boom week. You know, that first we take over Twitter, then we end abortion, then this happens, then that happens. Um, you know, we want to protect all of our constitutional rights, including the right to protect that away. That's very important to keep that right when they're trying to do these Antifa and BLM style riots, isn't it? So uh, I want to switch gears real quick and just touch on the Ministry of Truth because Barack Obama put out uh, a speech on April 21st saying social media censors don't go far enough. And six days later, that's when Biden rolled out the Department of Homeland Security Disinformation Governance Board. Uh, so is Obama really the one, you know, pulling the strings here? And what do you think? Do you think that for Elon Musk taking over Twitter? I mean, it certainly happened all at the same time. Well, you know, Elon's been very outspoken on Twitter. He's been putting out a lot of conservative tweets, you know, flicking the the, the nards of the tiger and all these other things that he's putting out there. Um, uh, I, my question is still out on Elon. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope that he is good intention. It seems like he's good intention. It seems like someone, maybe Peter Thiel, who is a conservative Trump loving supporter, um, got to him. We know that potentially Peter Thiel um, and Elon Musk met in New York City before the purchase of the deal. This is something that I've wrote about that uh, Elon Musk potentially teamed up with Peter Thiel and his capital partners. That was one of his old PayPal partners um, to purchase Twitter. Um, you can read about that stuff on my Substack, redpillproject.substack.com. Uh, but listen, I, I think Elon is making moves because he does not want a totalitarian-derived new world order. He understands the implications of that. He loses his business. He loses his wealth. His family loses their freedom. He doesn't want that. Um, this ministry of truth that has come about. Now, this is nothing new. They, they have put these plans in motion a long time ago, Sean. You have the National Terrorism Advisory System. If you remember this, this is created by the DHS, and they put out some interesting information the last two years. One of them is a February 2022 memo that they pull out. They call them bulletins. And in there, it says the proliferation of false or misleading narratives which so discord or undermine public trust in U.S. government institutions. Now, Americas came out and said, no, this, this governance board, they're, they're just going to help with policy and kind of give direction. But who are they giving direction to? They said, he said they have no authority to go out there and make arrests. But guess what? The Department of Homeland Security, um, this other team actually does. This advisory team, uh, it's called the... Uh, sorry, National Ter Terrorism Advisory System, they have the authority to go out there and arrest people. And from their memo last or two months ago, they said, for example, what they are looking for is widespread online proliferation of false and misleading narratives regarding unsubstantiated widespread election fraud, COVID-19, grievances associated with these scenes, inspired violence in the attacks of uh, during 2021. And so how would these are all associated with Russian actors as well as uh, Russian propaganda and disinformation about the war in Russia and Ukraine. So this is what they're looking at. And this board is basically going to go out there and formulate policy for these people to go out and investigate people. Now, a few things that we need to remember about this, and I know we're limited on time. The National Security um, and Homeland Security Presidential Director, this is known as 
NSPD 51 or Directive 51, signed in 2007 by George Herbert Walker Bush, gives the president the right through a PED, got to remember that, through a PED, a Presidential Emergency Action Directive, to suspend habeas corpus and basically go out there and arrest anybody they believe will uh, produce dissent during a time of natural or major man-made caused disasters. And it doesn't have to be locational to the United States. It only has to impact the government and the economy. There's a few other parts here. Rex 84, people need to go out there and research readiness exercise 1984 of what a United States government in the 1980s was actually trying to do to go out and round up American citizens they deemed national security threats. COINTEL Pro, this is where they infiltrated all these groups in the 1960s and the 70s. They're doing it right now. They just did it with Oath Keepers. They just did it with um, uh, all the other groups that were associated with January um, January 2021, January 6. And then, you know, when we start to look at this, they've been planning this for a very long time. I don't know if you saw this, Sean. CDC tracked millions of phones of Americans during the lockdown to see if they went along with the lockdown protocols. We, they, we have to assume they're doing that, right? If we, we've all got yeah. these devices with GPS location. We, we have to know that they're trying to find out whether we're complying or not. That's at the very least. At the most, uh, they're reporting on it. They're creating a database and they're targeting and labeling you as a dissenter to be uh, arrested. You know, there's a reason why this governance board is part of the Department of Homeland Security, <laughs> not a part of another uh, department yeah. here. This is where they focus on terrorism threats, right? the truth about the election, the truth about the, the scamdemic. They want to label us as domestic terrorists because we are the people who can save the republic and the people who will actually do something about all of the tyranny. So, the historic time, uh, we know their playbook, we know their agenda, and we have to uh, we have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for the Constitution. You know, we have to be aware and, and on the defense here and even on the offense. You know, uh, it's, it's interesting that uh, many of these people on Twitter are really upset about uh, the states having the right to choose about abortion. Well, get ready for more of this. There's going to be a lot more uh, power distributed to the states and they're going to be able to make up their own minds based on what their own populations want and this is constitutional. So this is all good stuff. Josh, I know you've got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of projects. You've got a radio show. What would you like to share uh, briefly about where people can connect with you and your work? I appreciate that, Sean. Well, firstly, it's there's no better time in the history of America to be an American than right now. And I hope everybody understands what that means. It's 1776 environment all over again. I love my fellow Americans, and I'm here to fight with you guys in this great fight. Uh, Redpills.tv is the primary place to find us. Redpills.tv, that's the whole URL. Our Substack is at redpillproject.substack.com. And we got a, a radio show that's daily uh, streaming in Western New York. We got multiple different podcasts on our channels. And then I'm also here with my American Media Periscope family. Absolutely love being here. You guys are awesome. So thank you, everybody. Much appreciated. Thank you for coming on, Josh. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll give you my final thoughts. I'm Clay Clark, and I'm not an inventor. And this is Bob. My name is Bob Healy, and I'm the inventor of the Grill Blazer Grill. Gentlemen, let me introduce you 
to oh. the grill gun. Oh! I would have greened that anyway. I need that! Yes! So, Bob, how does your equation work? Okay, now hang on. It's a fairly sophisticated equation. You have a grill gun. It creates fire. Fire plus grilling equals America. You push it down and... Yeah. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. Check it out! <laughs> fire plus grilling equals America! everyone, this is John Michael Chambers, the creator and founder of American Media Periscope. Now, did you know that annuities are a great way to protect a portion of your retirement portfolio from downside risk? And unlike CDs and money market accounts, they accumulate tax deferred and can participate in the upside of market indexes. And they are probate free and can provide an income you can't outlive. Let a company you can trust help you select an annuity that's right for you. Call the Cleveland Insurance Group at 844-USA-2024. That's 844-USA-2024. Tell them John Michael Chambers sent you. Thank you for watching American Media Periscope, America's Patriot-only network. We got a great financial update from Dr. Kirk Elliott. You know, warning us that not to be short-term thinker here. The long-term game is inflation, so don't hold cash. Protect yourself with precious metals. Also talk to Graham Ledger about how the story is still developing here. We can't jump to conclusions. we got to find out through this investigation who leaked what, what the final decision is, and then we'll try to figure it all out as we get all the facts. Also talk to Josh Reed about his analysis Calling for a firestorm event, that is just basically the combination of everything, financial collapse, uh, military conflicts globally, all of these things, the timing, cyber pandemic, everything around the time of the midterms, they don't want to lose power, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. What they're going to try is not going to work. There's too many of us, and too few of them. We have faith and we have the side of good and God on our side. So keep the faith, patriots. Uh, go to seanmorganreport.com. You can get my breaking news updates there. And God bless all you patriots. Good night and good luck.